Welcome to the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 Fancast, where a steampunk girl, a lifelong sci-fi fan, and a rocket scientist chat about the popular 2009 sci-fi series. There's never a dull moment with the agents dedicated to protect humankind from unexplained phenomena that manifest their powers in special objects. And there's all those friendships and relationships along the way. Grab a cookie while you can. Hope you don't smell fudge. Gear up with your Farnsworth Tesla and Neutralizer. And let's have some fun by snagging it, bagging it, and tagging it. Welcome back to Artie's Attic, a Warehouse 13 fan cast. I'm the Warehouse 13 janitor, now forced to mop up all these escape tunnels that led up the mountain. My name is SP. And introducing Artie's Attic lead agent and historian who had to be woken up with smelling salts the moment she saw H.G. Wells on the screen. That's Agent Ooh. Shannon. I'm so happy she's here, finally. <laughs> and also joining us is the new warehouse agent. Agent Carolyn, who gets her partner stuck to the ceiling. Sorry. I forgot to give you the right magnetic boots. And introducing, in her very first podcast ever, is the agent who just earned her first microphone. It's Agent Bear. Hello. How you doing, Agent Bear? Good. So, let me get this straight. We were just talking about this before the podcast. You were actually not born when Warehouse 13 first aired. I was a month after Warehouse 13. That was Defiance. No, it was Defiance. So we're talking about Defiance. You were in April 13. You weren't. Mm -hmm. That was Defiance. Yeah. So the entirety of Warehouse 13. 2009 is when Warehouse 13 came out. So Michaela wasn't even born yet. Ooh. For your entire life, Warehouse 13 has been available. Yeah, she made me watch it when I was little. Oh, made well, you. I was telling her last night. You. Matter of fact, the day she was born, I was watching it. My water broke in the middle of one of these episodes. So, there you go. Which episode? I don't know. I was going to rewatch. <laughs> but now you watch it voluntarily. You watch, watch it because you want to. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, you've got a lot to say. You've got a notebook full of notes, and we're excited to get to it. Okay. Most definitely. Well, tonight we're continuing our discussion of the show that premiered on July 16th, 2010. Actually, it's July 6th, 2010, when 4G cell networks were just being introduced. Michaela was six months old. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> makes me feel old. Yeah. We're talking about Warehouse 13 Season 2. It's the premiere episode of Season 2, Time Will Tell. The IMDb description is McPherson escapes what he took from the warehouse's bronze sector and a car crash puts Mrs. Frederick in the hospital. Meanwhile, Pete and Micah head to London to gather clues about McPherson's plan. Shannon, what did you think about the episode? I know everyone's going to say, oh my god, Jamie, Jamie. But look, <laughs> look, I think Micah is the sexiest ever in this episode when she pulls the gun on her. I'm just saying. But that's just me because actually I like Micah more than Jamie. But mm. you know it. Mm -hmm. I know it. 
I'm so happy she's finally here. I'm so happy we finally get to see the steampunk side of it, which we're going to see a whole lot more. If there are people who have never watched the, the series, then you're in for a surprise because you get to find out that H.G. Wells is a woman. And I think that's cool. Yeah, much to, uh, much to Pete's dismay. <laughs> he gave it a seven. He gave it a seven. Or maybe it's, well, that was just the date. That wasn't rating her. That was rating the date. Oh, no. He thinks she's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Bear, what'd you think about the episode? Um, I thought it was actually really good. I liked when H.G. Wells was definitely a woman when she first appeared. I thought she was someone else, though. Who did you think she was? I thought... Oh, you're talking about when she first appeared when she had, was still wrapped in the cloak? Yes. I thought she was something else. Someone else. I thought, you know, Mr. Poopy Pants. Which is who she calls McPherson. Yes, his name is Mr. Nice. Poopy Pants. Okay, when he goes into the fire with the phoenix, right? And Oh, you thought it was Carol, his wife. I thought, yes, I did. I thought it was her. Honestly, I don't know why, but I, I thought it was her. Wouldn't that be interesting if she was actually bronzed? Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool, though. And we just saw her, like, the episode before, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't be in there. Yeah. But that would have been a twist, for sure. So here's an interesting story I have. Back in 2009? Had to have been. No. It had to have been 2000. It was after Defiance started, because I remember the cast of Warehouse 13 came to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I had a VIP ticket. And it was the first time I'd seen them, and it was great. I told you the story before that I was Peter Weller talked forever, and I got to move up right up to the second row. It was great. Yep, I remember that one. So you had Eddie, you had Allison, you had Saul, you had Jamie, but no Joanne. But they, but Jamie was talking about how in the scene where her and Peter kissing, right, and before they mm-hmm. find out that she's HG, she was talking about in that scene that they had just met just like fifteen minutes before. And he had just no. got through eating a whole like a bag of Cheetos. So he had like peace <laughs> breath and then okay, nice to meet you. Set go kiss. So that was her first introduction to him. So I've got a whole video of them talking, talking about how, you know, you haven't really grown up. She's always messing with him. She's like, and you really haven't grown up much. And he's like, Yeah, I know. I'm a forty something year old man still living with, you know, a bag of Cheetos in my underwear. She's like, disgusting. But hey, I, I remember them at a con together. They're pretty funny together. That would have been funny. Jamie Murray is not a newbie to acting when she comes to the show. She previously had Hustle. done. Yeah. And other things too. Right now, if you look at her IMDb, she has 45 acting credits since 1982. And she hasn't done anything since the pandemic started. She did have a credit in 2021, but I think that was filmed before the pandemic. Last thing I saw her in was original. The show, the originals. Maybe I don't have that written down. I'll open up her page really quick to see if I can't find the originals as part of her 45. When I discovered her here, only after discovering her here, did I realize who it was that I was watching on Spartacus. Yep. Spartacus, Gods of the Arena. Spartacus. She was in four episodes of that. And I went back and I'm like, holy crap. Uh-huh. Where's Micah when I need her? <laughs> but, but I loved her on Hustle. I loved Hustle. 
Yep, 25 episodes of Hustle. She was only 24 years old when she did Hustle. She was young in this. So she did nine episodes of Ringer, 15 total episodes of Warehouse 13. So she's not with us every episode until the end, but she does do 15 episodes. 39 episodes of Defiance. We covered her on Voices Defiance, Shannon, you and I. But she played amazingly. Yes, that was all all the acting in Defiance was amazing, really. Absolutely. She played eight episodes after Defiance on Once Upon a Time, five episodes of Gotham. Now, unfortunately, I had stopped watching Gotham by the time she had been. I only saw the first season of Gotham, and then I said, I'm out. This show's not for me. And then she played five episodes of Gotham, and then recently, 28 episodes of Castlevania. Castlevania? I don't know that one. It's anime. She plays a vampire. Oh, that's why I don't know it. I don't watch anime. Right. She does the voice character and it's vampire. But somewhere, if you look somewhere, I know she did at least two episodes of the originals. She played a a vampire in that one too. Six episodes of the originals. I can't believe I just glanced over that. In 2018, six episodes of the originals. I don't know what the originals is. Oh my goodness. Sorry. We got to start making a list of shows you're going to have to watch. <laughs> yeah, add it to top. my incredibly long list of things I never have time to watch. <laughs> the Originals is a show about a family of vampires that started down at, I think, in New Orleans. And that they'd survived over throughout the century. What was it playing on? What was it on? Like HBO or Cinemax or something. I know you can see it off of Netflix still, I think. Maybe it's Prime. I'll find out in a second. But she, Jamie Murray, is a very, very accomplished actor. And I look forward to seeing her again. Undoubtedly, Mm -hmm. after the writer's strike, she's going to be back in summer. I'll tell you what else she's in. She was in a video of the Zac Brown Band. Because her husband is the... Band managers. Mm-hmm. He's the manager or something to do with, with the band. But goodbye in her eyes. She's in that video. Hmm. If you like country music and who Zach Brown Band is, that's what that's her. <laughs> Look, everybody who knows me knows that I'm a Jamie Murray fan, who knows that I'm crazy enough and fangirl enough that I what was it? I think it's 2016. She was playing at a Denver Comic Con. And I I didn't have the money for the hotel. I had just enough money for her to sign all of the memorabilia that I had got from the auction from Defiance, right? I had like six pieces that she was signing. I only had enough money for the flight. So I flew into Denver at six o'clock in the morning. Oh, no, I left here at Dallas at six in the morning. Got there, spent all afternoon at the con, and then flew home at like 10 o'clock that night. Never once staying at a hotel. I spent all my money on art. I think I came home with like six autographs. It was worth it. Every bit of it. Every worth bit of it. it. I was I so you. tired. <laughs> but yes, I flew all the way to Denver, Colorado just to see Jamie Murray. The That's originals the aired on CW and it is available to buy a rent on Amazon, Google Play, and Voodoo right now. Oh, okay. Well, it's not Netflix anymore, huh? I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. That's a TV guide is saying that's where you can get it streaming on Amazon, Google Play, or Voodoo. I don't and it go was to originally Amazon on anymore. CW. Yeah. 
So that was the main guest star in the introduction to Jamie Murray. Roger Reese, he passed away in this one as James McPherson, although IMDb does give us a spoiler. He's going to be back, but Roger Reese, we were talking about it before. He did pass away in 2015, so Roger Reese is no longer with us, the actual actor. There was one other actor of note. She played a very, very short scene in this. It was Jane Moffat. She was the Wanda in the H.G. Wells House Museum. Oh. Guess where else you've seen her? You talking about the, the, the curator? Yep. Oh, okay, the curator. I was like, the who? I don't yeah, remember. She, her character's name was Wanda. Okay, so she's, she was the one that needed to talk to um, the two Secret hey, Service yes. who were disrupting the thing. Which, uh-huh. by the way, they're in London. They have no jurisdiction whatsoever. They should right? have been there with <laughs> British law enforcement, and they weren't. But we'll just drive right drive past, past that. that. They didn't want to attract a bunch of attention, so. <laughs> yeah. No, bringing a gun to a foreign country without checking in, no, that that's not going to attract right. any attention whatsoever. Totally anyway, fine. she played in The Expanse. She was the brothel, madam. <laughs> four episodes of the expanse that's where you've seen her as well now you could finally tell me to watch something because i couldn't get out of yes. the first season the really? first, get out of the first season and it it's really good i couldn't do it yeah the the first after the first i mean the the expanse is good in the first season but it gets really good after that so you'd really need to watch it she's gonna make me watch it i'm not gonna make you watch it actually when she was a toddler mm-hmm. we watched the originals together that face that you just gave me was, you're better watch it with me. Girl, I got so many other shows for you to watch. It ain't going to be expanse on top of them. Are you going to do the same thing that Sean was doing with Law and bring her through like 80s and 90s stuff? Let me tell you what Law has asked for Christmas. She wants a Bengals poster. Nice. And a Stevie you're Nicks so t-shirt. Okay. I've raised my child right. That's good you parenting right there. I know. She wants a st- Mom, can I have a Stevie Nicks t-shirt? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> Not mine, but absolutely. So we went to the stores of the day, and she always goes shopping in my old bags of clothes. Yesterday? Whatever Sunday. day was it? She took a fat amount of shirts, shirts, t-shirts, clothes, everything. It was like it was like the size of her face. But the best thing she took out that she wore to school Monday was my Pat Benatar t-shirt. Nice. Which I quizzed her. I'm like, you got to know a song. A song. If you're Hit gonna me with your best shot. Right. Hit me with your best shot. I make mm-hmm. her know who Stevie Nicks. I make her know who the Bengals is, which she does. And I make her know who Duff Leopard. Those are the shirts that you wear. Bear, what do you want for Christmas? Mm. I didn't really do any song. Makeup. You want makeup and jewelry <laughs> and things to do your hair. Exactly. We went to the mall. No. no. Yes. Yes. We went to the mall and I wanted a straightener. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a ceramic straightener. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. 350. Wait, wait. The lady was kind enough to say she would lower it down to 160. And then she kept adding on. And it was still 160. We had got like hair stuff to stick to the mirror, and then you put it in. The straightener was not just a straightener, it was a straightener and a curler. It's 160. 
We didn't get it. She wanted me to get it. I, I got to give credit to the ladies. She really tried. She, she tried. She really was pushing the sale. She, she put like the straight, and it was a black straightener. It was so pretty. Okay. It was a curler, a straightener. She added like the stuff to stick onto the mirror and you put it in. And what do you stick onto the mirror? I don't remember that. You know what? You, you would take it, you would stick it to the mirror, and you could put the straightener in it when oh, it was, it was a holder. Oh, a holder. Oh, that's what we're calling holder. it. These days. Okay. Got it. You know, you'll <laughs> go farther with that, Bear, if you call it a holster. Your mom will get that. You'd go further if you don't tell me putting sticky stuff on the mirror. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bear, what was your favorite artifact that was in the episode? I like the uh, thimble. Okay. Harriet Maybe. Tubbins thimble. Did your mom run you down the history of Harriet Tubman? I already knew the history. Oh, okay. She knows who Harriet Tubman is. I studied it in third grade. Yeah. Mr. Mm. B taught me a lot. But I do run over. I did run down the history. Of it, the it was, it was not a funny. No, it was not a fun time. No. no. They don't <laughs> like it when I talk history. No, because you talk, you're like, do you know what this is? It's like a big stem. And who passes their history wait, in school? wait. wait, wait. You have a big stem. You start with one thing, stem? and you keep... Listen, this is my diorama. You gotta wait. Well, look with the hands. Okay, you got your stem, and then you branch off into things. You keep branching off into things. Then you forgot what your main thing was. So then... It's called history. Me and Kayla always get tired of it. We're like... Mm. <laughs> yeah, but Kayla's passing history in class and in school. That's all I'm saying. Because she needs to pass <laughs> so she can do athletics. Because of me. Anyways, back to the uh, back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, what was your favorite artifact? <laughs> um, I don't know. There, how many did we have? There we were had several. The, I liked the uh, what was it? Improv. I was trying. I was trying the to vest. say the vest. Improvised vest. Imperceptor vest. Holy Moses. I can't pronounce it either. Imperceptor vest. There we go. Woohoo! I got it. I'm cooking with gas. That was cool because you could like go super fast. All you needed was, you know, a little, what, nuclear power. (laughs) I did like the Escher Vault. The Escher Vault was very cool. The Escher Vault was very cool. I got it like right away because Harry Potter. That was. I was just gonna say that it reminded me of the Harry Potter because the stairs move, so you can't yep. locate where anything was. About the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, we talked about this before, where huh? Harry yeah. Potter was really yeah. impactful on Warehouse Wait, Thirteen. Those were the stairs that they had in the in the episode. I mean, not the episode, in the commercial that y'all that you put up. Yes, yes. The they had the, I the Escher stairs. That commercial. I know. So did I. Gold frap singing in the background. <laughs> yeah, the uh the the Escher vault was very cool. And okay, so whose bright idea was it to not change the combination after they kicked McPherson out? I said the I same mean, thing. That's some bad on. security right there. That's some bad security right there. I mean, you already all this entire season you know he's he's the bad guy. Would somebody how many times well SB, I know you know this because in the line of work that you do, but in security Anytime we lost somebody or we fired somebody or whatever, then you change everything so they don't you have You change everything. To you change the locks, you change the keys, you change the codes. I mean, come on. 
I'm having a little bit more and more of a problem with Artie and the IT support. <laughs> he was an NSA employee. They like he, are he king of cybersecurity and yep. cryptology. That the NSA. He's an employee of NSA and a very talented NSA employee before yeah, yeah. he was kicked out and had to come work for Warehouse 13. So little things like let's change all the passwords or let's put terminals in the Warehouse 13 or clicking on <laughs> links before you run a no, one button that. underneath the that. desk for security. Yeah, I'm having a little bit more and more problem with it as we go along, but Artie is a very artful character and he's got a big heart. Like Mrs. Frederick's car crashed into the warehouse and he wasn't thinking about his own safety. He was like, Oh, I got to get her. I got to get her. And they're holding him back until they yeah. find her. I like the scene talking about the beginning of the season, because at the end of last season, you see Artie getting blown up in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I love, the comic relief that Pete is because when oh, oh my yeah. god is, is is repercussions am I gonna are you are we gonna die too and he coughs up and coughs and coughs and everyone's freaking out and oh man just, am I choking on you <laughs> he's like am I choking on you Artie <laughs> don't that was one of my favorite lines am I choking on you Artie look at this don't <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> that was she uh, is. That's Yours and Sean's daughter. She is your daughter. <laughs> yep. But like, if you kick Mr. Poopy Pants out, that is his name. That is his stamp of approval. That is his name. Yes. Okay. I can't pronounce his name. Okay. But wouldn't you change all your passwords? And even he can't even do anything. He could have asked Claudia to. Claudia would have done it. Oh, yeah. Now we find out that Claudia that, would have done it that for this him? entire time. He's yep. been playing what, what she said, the long game. We, now we find out that he was Joshua's professor. I know. And he got Joshua into CERN because he knew that at some point he was going to need that. What was it? Nuclear antimatter stuff. Antimatter stuff. Antimatter stuff. Well, that means he's the one that gave him the reticus compass. In the beginning. At mm -hmm. the beginning. He set this whole thing in motion. The whole thing in motion. So you were talking about what, how many artifacts we see. The Harriet Tumman Thimble. You saw the Timothy Leary glasses. Pearl. Yep. The Pearl of Wisdom. What were the glasses named? The, the cups? Are you talking about oh, yeah, the Asher like Vault a... goggles? No, no, no. No. The, She's the talking about the last couple of episodes. Oh, where yeah, yeah. The yeah. other oh, artifacts. Uh, wait, wait, when Artie. I don't know, Artie. Pete used it on the... He threw it on the ground. Oh, that yeah. The glass, was glasses. No, that's because when the Russian I, I know, guy, but like when you do that, wasn't... I want to say it was called the cup of what? Oh, last episode? It was the yeah, cup of something. Like glass. I want to say goblet. it was like... The goblet of... It was like 400 BC or something like that. No, 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 no. It was like goblet a goblet of Severin. There it is. Severin. Goblet of Severin. Yeah. Was so made by a Roman a lot guy. Of artifacts that he's been stealing. And I thought it was great that you thought that it was Claudia, but then ended up being Lena. And Lena couldn't handle it. And she's like, oh my God, what have I done? And then, like, she had to choke her, choke <laughs> her out. Frederick choked Lena out. 
<laughs> she basically just Lena's like, you tried to kill me. Yeah, I know. I'm like, sorry. sorry huh? It's the only way I can get that out of your head. You know, I'm glad you didn't die. You could have just like punched me. No, 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 no. You hadn't strangled me to death. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it's the actual choking that caused the pearl to actually get out of the yeah. ear. The uh, as- slight asphyxiation. <laughs> you could have like knocked me out and I would, you could still go around my ear. So that's what? One, two, three, four. That's like five different um, artifacts. Imperceptor I mean, vest. The Phoenix. Six. The Caverite, which is thought to be a fictional Nicholas. metal with anti gravity properties. And that's what causes. The, and come on, I think the Escher Vault is a artifact in itself. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, the man. Death that, mask. That, that, somebody had fun making that. That's really cool. I mean, he's always been one of my favorite favorite artists. Right. Escher. So and maybe I, I've watched it too many times and I just bypassed this part. Was the Escher Vault where the agent stuff that are no longer yeah. with them? The, yeah. like, the agents are, agents are there. Or the agents that Yeah. That that's been bronzed. Okay. Yes. yes. Not the one that that's in the actual part of the warehouse of when they die, like the earlier in the episodes or whatever. Yeah, not the not the B and B parts, but the people that have been bronzed. That's where their yeah. stuff is held. Yes. That is called the dead agent's vault. It's where the agent rooms are indexed in the warehouse. So I've got a whole list of stuff that we've learned from the warehouse itself, but let's just run down the artifacts so we get them out of the way. So you got the imperceptor vest, you got the caverite, <laughs> which is the anti-gravity <laughs> mineral that causes the agents Micah and Pete to go up to the ceiling, which is hilarious. Then you get the Pearl of Wisdom out of Lena. You have the chameleon mines, which is what is trapping. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's trapping yeah. Artie and Claudia the in the warehouse. That, the, uh, boom goes the dynamite, as uh, Claudia said. Boom goes the dynamite. It was in the warehouse when Artie and Claudia are trying to get to where the Escher vault is. Oh, yeah. And yeah, okay. he left those mines. They're called chameleon mines. You. Like the bomb in his mouth. Okay. I'm with you. That's four. Was the necklace a um, artifact? Yeah, that was from last episode. And it was the crystalline diamond necklace. I don't think it had a name. I liked it. I don't think it was an artifact as much as it's... It's what kept McPherson yeah. from having his boil turned yeah. to I have a little issue with that. So he gets the necklace cut off of him, but all he has to do is have them in contact with his body, right? So the crystallines are on the floor. Just get them up and I know. put it on his body. Pick them up and stick them on him. <laughs> I have the same thought. I'm like, stick them on. Like, <laughs> eat them or whatever. Put, put them on. Kind of like some yeah, I mean, I'm like, know. Artie, just grab him and stick him back on his chest. Goodness. It's, it doesn't have to and be on a necklace. The rope that was around his neck. Okay, then put the rope on him. Artie is not very good in the instant something is needed. Like when Pete is choking, he's just like, no, just hang on. Just hang on. There's nothing <laughs> that he's actually doing. He's just telling Pete to hang on. And then when McPherson's dying, he's not like, get the crystals and put them on, on his body. He's yeah. just holding on to McPherson. Yeah, it's always going to be Micah that fix, saves the day. Micah's not dumb. That's the thing. I know. Micah's over here like, they're looking like, oh, well, I think these are the wrong glasses. They said oh, oh, yeah. I think these are the wrong glasses. Yeah, Micah's over here. Look, I'm like, that's the part where when they're looking through Timothy Leary's glasses and she's like, give me the glasses. And him and Artie are just going back yeah. and forth. And she's like, just give me the glasses. Just give me the glasses. Yeah, like, work to do here. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. 
Okay, so you had four with the Camelon, uh, chameleon mines, chameleon mines. You have the death mask, you have the Etcher vault, you have the Etcher vault goggles, and you have the thimble. That's eight total artifacts that we see. And you might even say that H.G. Wells' house itself was an artifact because of the way that the it was booby-trapped, but we'll just go with the Cavorite there. Well, you could say she's an artifact. <laughs> she is an artifact. She she's is an, an artifact. A- she is a agent of Warehouse 12. She is an agent. Well, she was an intern at Warehouse uh, 12. 12. So question, question. If mm-hmm. she's been bronzed since Warehouse 12, when did McPherson meet her? I don't think he actually met her as much as he knew he of her. her and the thing that was in her possession he knows of the things that she created he probably didn't even know it was a she at this point in time because she'd been bronze so i think he just needed her yeah i got the impression that they had a previous relationship not like romantic but they had known each other no they didn't he just unless he's in bronze during the past before but i can't imagine her agreeing to be bronzed again well she said that She's been bronzed for a long, long time. Right. So I don't think she's been unbronzed. Right, I don't either. So it's not that they knew each other. He was going into her house. So earlier in the episode, when Mike, when Pete said, look, there someone's was a break broken in. into her house, but there's been Yahtzee. nothing taken. Yahtzee. So he just needed her to find the vest, and he couldn't find it because it was hidden behind the panel. Because she's not dumb. No, she's very, very smart. Yeah, because she worked with a, a bunch of Neanderthals. Which Micah said that too. Did he n- did he notice that? Right? I did. And she's been bronzed and with nothing to do but think for a very, she's very long time. I know. This entire time. And then and then Artie's like, Pete's like, did you know that they actually like were conscious for this entire time? And Artie's like, Oh yeah, I knew that. It's like it doesn't matter. Ooh. Like, wait, what? You know that these people are actually conscious and you let this happen? They can yeah. hear me? I'm good. I- I'm good. That's not okay. Now, I don't I don't think what she took out of the Escher Vault are artifacts, but did you see them at the end? Yeah, so she had her locket, the ring, and the compact. Yes. All right, so I have... 13 things that we've now learned about Warehouse 13. You guys want to run down with them with me? Go for 13 it. for Warehouse Thir- 13. 13. Look I just you. counted them aren't right you, now. It turned out to be 13. You, yeah, okay. <laughs> so the warehouse systems were designed by Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, and M.C. Escher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, that's one. Two, the Warehouse 13 has a zip line. Which yeah, is very cool. cool. And mm-hmm. Pete didn't like Micah, yeah. Until it breaks and you leave Claudia-sized holes in the roof? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and Micah wanted to steer rather than uh, Pete on that long journey. I think it was really funny. What do you say? He's like, if you're going to squeeze me in that tight, you got to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we talk yeah. Me. yes, we talk me, yeah. All right, number three, the Warehouse 13 has a very specific power grid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Number four, there is only one button for security. <laughs> and it's always broke. And it's been yanked out of the the, the desk yes. by Claudia. Yeah. Number five, the dead agent's vault. We just talked about it. 
Number six is the dark vault. That's where all the purple stuff is stored in, right? All the bad stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Number six is, is it six? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Six, <laughs> seven is the Shelby bulbs. The lighting is done by Shelby bulbs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number eight is the Neural Processing Center, or what else is it called, Bear? It's the purple stuff. Purple, what purple stuff that they... The neutralizer. That they... But it's made and processed in the... Gooery. Gooery. The gooery. As Claudia calls it. She calls it the gooery. We, she's only watched, like, the last two episodes, and I don't think we've seen Guri. Any Guri. Oh, okay. You're gonna have to. T- you're gonna have to translate the that stuff that they spray on top of all this, the the artifacts to make them neutralize, so they're not active anymore. I'll introduce you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number nine is Claudia's in now invention: the backup aisle terminals. Number mm-hmm. ten, the warehouse thirteen is infused with panite, and if you're ingested, if you're expelled. From the warehouse, you'll your blood will boil, and that's what happened with McPherson. Or what did you call him, Bear? Oh, Mister Poopy Pants. Mister Poopy Pants. Okay, number eleven is the fact that the entrance is called the umbilical. Umbilicus. <laughs> umbilicus. Umbilicus. Number. Twelve is the fact that there's the bronze sector, which we just learned last episode, and what we learned this episode is number thirteen, the Escher Vault. So there's thirteen things we know about Warehouse Thirteen, and it has a massive like security system that uh, when the walls you know lock down, they're pretty impressive. That's pretty yeah, impressive. When it goes yeah, self destruct mode. Yeah, I don't know if everyone else knows already, but maybe it's obviously just me. But the warehouse is an entity of itself. It's it's aware of itself. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was actually the warehouse that was talking through Mrs. Frederick when she yes. laid in the hospital bed yes. and told Artie to go find Claudia because she's she, playing the long game. You know, long game. Yes. He's playing the long game. Go find Claudia. The Claudia warehouse over the head <laughs> is basically a character in itself, right? Mm-hmm. It's the reason when things are going wrong, you smell fudge, which is what Artie and, and Claudia yes, smelled when going down they the hallway. Did. They smell fudge. Smell fudge. Yes, fudge. There was fudge That's smell. Also, yes. why in later episodes, agents a agent smells apples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's also again at the very last episode of the series, an apple is rolled down a hall down the aisle for Artie. So. The warehouse itself is a, is a character in this series. I think Bear has something to say about the apple. No, no, I, I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm I think good. she's just making fun of me. Get into my mode. Okay. No, if an apple rolled to me, that would be like, mm, no. Depends on who rolled the apple. That's why I was saying. I kept like being like, turn around, please turn if around. If it was Micah, I would pick it up and maybe roll it back. <laughs> I'm good. So I had an issue with this episode. Lena didn't know who was in the bronze sector. I would think Lena being around as much as she is and being as perceptive as she is would know who was in the bronze sector. What do you mean? No, like she didn't know who was bronze. Yeah. She didn't know that 
there were people in the bronze sector. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she didn't know because she couldn't remember due to the pearl. Maybe. Or because she still had the pearl in her ear at that point when they were doing all the research. She still had the pearl in her ear at that point. So maybe something maybe about so. the pearl so. was making it so that Pretty she sure couldn't she remember that. Everything about the warehouse. Okay. I'm going to ask a question that's going to be great for an audio podcast, but raise your hand if you have the C is for cookie ringtone. I, 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 I don't. But I thought that was hilarious <laughs> when they were trying to distract H.G. Wells and Micah was like, yeah, oh. there's ringtones and all of a sudden the ringtone they play start playing is c is for cookie i'm like oh cookie <laughs> all i could say is if your ringtone if your if phone is so sensitive and red like you may be hitting buttons all the time in your pocket translate all the time. but i thought it was funny the the choice of ringtones c is for cookie yeah bear do you do you have you ever seen cookie monster on tv don't give not the look. People can't you. see the look. They can hear you. Yes or no? <laughs> I loved him. All right. No, so she asked me to translate what we're talking about. What we're talking about is when when Micah came around the corner and said, Pete, we just found out that H.G. Wells is a woman. woman. And, he's like, and at the moment, he's she's got the Tesla up to his yeah. jaw, right? It's like a, maybe a very hot woman? Yes, a very hot woman. So hot. Micah is trying to distract her. So she touches her phone into her pocket. Oh, yeah. That's... And it calls Pete's phone. And his ringtone is the Cookie Monster. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cookie. Yes. It's so. cookies. Yes. Which we did. There was cookies in this episode. Both Micah and Pete were eating a cookie. So there was, there was fudge oh, in this when episode. When she got her... Te- when she got her- Yes, when when Claudia got the Tesla that was owned by Tesla, that was actually, no, not the, the Farnsworth. Oh, Farnsworth, Farnsworth. Sorry, the Farnsworth. Yeah, the Farnsworth. don't give Claudia a gun. No, Dude, she could probably make one. I don't. Think she we does have to make wait. one later in the episode called the Mini Tesla. Yeah, that's right. She does. But yeah, she got her own Farnsworth made. It was actually Farnsworth. Farnsworth's Farnsworth. Yes. And then uh, I love the I love the uh, the brother sister thing with Claudia and Pete, and he's like, "I just give it to me, give it to me." And she just chases. No, you have to check me. I don't, I, 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 I don't care. Just let me look at it. Just let me catch me. I, I was and hoping you, he fell, and then you hear the crash in the background. <laughs> I, I was hoping that he would would have fell in the middle of it. Well, he's the well, one who said you did it. hear kind of a crash and a bang, so he probably he's did. the one who said it. So it's probably Claudia that fell. No, I, I'm I'm just really hope one of them. I want Pete to fall. It would have been he falls a, lot a lot. Character. He is quite a. Class. I know. I don't like trip on the table, and trip then he bounces the right back up. He does. It's honestly really. Well. Bear, did you have a favorite part of the episode? I like two parts actually. Right. I liked. They both have to do with H two Wells. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon's so proud. <laughs> the Escher vault when she went in, and when she cut his necklace. That, I think that I, I I thought that was really interesting. Well, it proved that she was so fast that she came back out and she was listening. And he tried to burn her. He tried to turn her in, or, or he tra- yep. he's like H U L S. He betrayed her. I so, know. I'm like, I'm I'm I was really so happy she's like, you know, well then then that's what I needed. But and then she disappeared, and no one thought to chase after her. 
you got the entire warehouse that she's got to go through and well, find this door that she's never been through before. See, this is like the bubble guppies all over again. She was, everybody was captivated by McPherson dying. So, I mean, that was a thing. Know, but think about this. She's only gone out the exit that she was covered with in the cloak. So she's going mm-hmm. out the side entrance that we're learning that there's a side entrance, right? She hasn't been. Yeah, who knew there was a side entrance? I know, but she hasn't gone in through the front because it's probably still, who's going to do the construction all the time, right? There's only yeah. one way in and out that she knows of, but she was cloaked and blindfolded. So no one thought to run after the bad guy. I don't think she was saying. blindfolded. She just had the thing over her head because Lena was like, don't expose her to light for like 24 hours. She had to come back in though. Once she, she got did. the best. That's true. Yes. They well, both came back in. So that's true. She I came feel like only this. like, you know, the side entrance. And then I bet you she came through the side entrance or a different. They entrance. had to come into the side entrance with Mr. Mm-hmm. Poopy Pants. Yes. Mr. Poopy Pants. Yeah. Well, I like what I can't remember what I'm, what Pete said. Mr. McNugget or whatever. Mr. McNugget. Do you remember the, the scene where he's I like, you put a bomb in his mouth. That's not a great recruiting. Right. Remember that? Right. That was last yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. That was the last episode. That's yeah. where she tried to get, that's where she's trying to get it from because I made her watch last episode so she can understand what's happening in this episode. So we've had two. Okay. So Barry, you said you had two favorite scenes and that was one of them. What was the other one? So I liked when they were like using the the goggles yeah to mm. go into the escher vault that was really cool when, this is mcpherson and artie when yeah. artie takes him off she's like i told you not to take <laughs> mrs frederick yeah said oh, Mc- mrs frederick sorry yes yeah, <laughs> mrs frederick and artie went in yeah and he artie's as bad as pete he's like Ooh. i know he takes him off and she's like what did i tell you oops sorry <laughs> it's always the boys it's always the little boys it is I was the boy. What was your favorite part? My favorite part is right after Pete and Micah fall down from the ceiling, that whole Farnsworth call that happens right there. Artie's <laughs> like, bigger fish, bigger fish. Yeah, bigger you know, fish. Claudia is good. You find out Joshua broke his leg. H.G. Wells is a she. Claudia's like, a she. It's like, bigger fish later. And then uh, while you're bronze, you can still think that came out there and the mm-hmm. imperceptor vest. That, uh, that whole. Farnsworth call between the four of them happened and it was just hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty good. I liked that part. I also liked in the beginning when you think that Artie is is gone and they're trying to find any piece of Artie and then all of a sudden you see him start to just kind of rematerialize. And he says, oh, so that's how that works. And uh, then they're like, Artie, 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 Artie. And uh, you then you re you uh figure out that uh, McPherson actually threw that phoenix in Artie's pocket so that he would use it because he was that hoping happen? that it would kill somebody you know like Mrs. Frederick or something. When did that happen? Yes. Yeah. When yeah, did I don't it know, but it did. Yeah. But my other question too is, how does the phoenix decide who dies? Like, okay, it saved Artie, but how did it decide that? Mrs. Frederick's driver was the person that would die. It's always a secondary character or a henchman. I thought it was like well, um, yes. It's not who decides; it's who touches it. Well, I thought it was well, more whoever like... touches it is they're they're safe, but who doesn't touch it, they're not safe. But then I don't. Did Pete touch it? When did Pete touch it? I don't remember. 
I don't think he touched it. Just I thought they forgot to add that in. But I also, I also think that the Phoenix, when it does picking who's dying, I think it picks someone important, and then it moves on to the next important person that's close to the important person. Maybe the warehouse picks. Maybe the warehouse is in charge of what the artifacts do. Maybe. I mean, you you see McPherson up in the when he's getting a uh, HG and says, "So it's uh, so it's Mrs. Frederick," and I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that means McPherson didn't pick. Yeah, yeah. Jen, what was your favorite part of the episode? The steampunk Victorian part when uh-huh. they go into HG Wells' house. I like uh-huh. the vest. I like. I like the subtle things that y'all don't notice because I'm a Bering and Wills fan and y'all gonna have to go back and look at it now because when Micah's putting the handcuffs on her that they, they like rub their fingers against each other. Mm-hmm. Micah already has a has a crush on <laughs> yeah, has a thing. How'd I know? Yeah. How do you know? Because you know me. And I would enjoy she would give up me for Anyone in warehouse? There. Maybe not you. Maybe Michaela. No. Maybe your dad. Your dad. <laughs> For Mike. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Not you and her. I mean, it's been uh, brought up to sell you for a sword before. <laughs> it is. Kayla. Kayla. Not me. Not me. Kayla. He tried to sell Kayla for a sword. <laughs> oh, you listen to those episodes, huh? I would do a lot for Micah. Just saying. What about a sword? Nah. I don't need not, a sword. Not your mom, no. Like Kayla. Yes, mom, we need, we need to do this. That's so much paperwork. Don't make your mom do paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> so my second favorite scene in the whole thing is when Artie and Claudia are boxed in, and she's like, okay, we got to climb up 20 stories. We got to crawl over or climb back down. You work off all those extra pounds you want. And then he just says, devil child. That was my <laughs> favorite part. <laughs> devil child. Like, well, only thing we have to do, he's like, only. And then you see Pete and, Ma- and Micah go across. Oh, they could have done that too. Just yeah, Or that. That's another way to do that. <laughs> well, they have more of a daughter-father relationship instead of... like They do. Mm-hmm. They have a... Yeah. You could tell... You they could do. Tell- and... You definitely see it when Artie goes looking for for Claudia, and uh, you yeah. know at that scene where she beans him over the head with the Table with that piece of wood, <laughs> and uh, you he's like, "Maybe nothing? you should trust me to like know what I'm doing." And uh, you know he comes after her because he's worried about her, and he's like, "What are you going to run forever? Because I'll follow you wherever you go." <laughs> so that that you see that really close development of that relationship, especially at the end when she gives him a great big hug and he's like, why are people always hugging me? Yes. You know, I I think, I think Saul is a wonderful actor where he's, I guess reacts well to things like Mm -hmm. when someone's either like hitting him over the head or he's getting shot with a tussle in the back and the way he falls and the way he reacts to the hat. I mean, he just, he's great at reacting to props. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was really interesting that they put in McPherson 
saying, I wanted you to experience what it was like with the Phoenix. And he, McPherson said, all I saw was darkness and emptiness. That's all I saw. And Artie was like, that's not what I saw. I saw light, hope, and peace. That's what I saw. He's like, oh. So I think you see what you are. Again, maybe the, maybe the warehouse controls the artifacts. Because if you, like, it's Chi. She has something tragic happen to her, which they haven't discussed yet. But something tragic has happened to her. So to the entire century that she's been bronzed, instead of being happy to be alive and she came out, all she thought of is revenge. So mm-hmm. you have that darkness in your heart. In your and heart, time machine. In, your heart. in time machine. So right now, the warehouse doesn't like her because she doesn't smell apples. She smells fudge. Later on in the series, it likes her because she does something heroic for the warehouse and the agents. Mm-hmm. And she smells apples. So I think we don't give enough credit to the actual warehouse for being aware of what the artifacts do and who is touching them. Because McPherson mm-hmm. obviously didn't have good in his heart. He had been corrupted by all the things that happened in the warehouse. I mean, one of the other parts that I thought was really funny was when Artie was getting ready to go to, to Switzerland and you see him go through the kind of office the area of, of the warehouse and picking out, you know, this thing and that thing. And I think one of the things he pulled out of a drawer was a like extra set of underwear or something like that. Pulls out this extra set of underwear and sticks it in the bag and opens the fridge and sticks something in his bag. Picks something off of some high thing and looks at it, goes, nah, I don't need that and puts it back up there. and then. Like, he's just picking things out of every place in the warehouse, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to need this. And, like, everything goes in this Mary Poppins bag. And I'm like, what in the world? What's it called when an actor has to do a lot of talking? That's like filling in the gap. Exposition or what's the word for it? Monologuing. I I guess monologuing. When you watch the behind the scenes part of that, and he's talking about how he's just randomly grabbing things and he's making it look like that he's trying to pack and get. I mean, he's just like. Out of the corner, out of nowhere, pulls an extra Tesla. I mean, yeah. But he had all these words he had to say along with it. He's like, you don't realize how hard that is to do when everyone else is standing around you and 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 all the cameras are on you and everything is on you, and you have to fill in all the extra talking and all the extra moving around. So there's, they don't know if y'all watched the behind the scenes, but it's pretty cool. Does anyone know what the thing he grabbed off the shelf was? Because he went. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Blue, whatever. I don't it was. know what that was. I was I, trying I to figure that, that out. I'm too. like, what was that? It, Apparently, it he like didn't need it, though. Rock or something. And also, now we know that there's a refrigerator right there because he opened the refrigerator. I know. General <laughs> That's Electric. That's where he keeps his lunch. I also lunch. think it's the same refrigerator that blew up Indiana Jones and in Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that thing looked like it was a rock or something. It, it looked been- like it was a rock or. Like a little... It was probably blue kryptonite is what it was. But what, yeah. what did we learn about objects in the warehouse? A lot of them are... That they're all imbued, so I'm sure it does something. Did you have any other notes, Bear, that you saw? We went over all of them. Um, okay. We? Yes, we did. And, uh, and the other funny one was um, when they were trying to figure out H.G. Wells and what they might want, Micah comes up and she's like, it's probably in one of these books. And Lena's like, I know there's a first edition to everything here. And it then Pete's amazing. like, 
is there comic books? And she's like, of course your brain would go there. He's like, well, you don't want to know what my first thought was. <laughs> I'll I'm spoil like, you. Yep, there are comic neat. books in the Warehouse 13. See, Micah is like First me. Well, ooh, history. Give me a library. It's amazing. I'd be the same way. The same way. I loved Micah just was like this little kid in a candy store. Did you know that right. we had this amazing li- library? <laughs> So the episode was directed by Steven Sergic, who also directed the finale for season one. And we will see his work three more times after this. It was written by the showrunner, Jack Kenny. We talked about him before. So we got the cookie count. We have two. I only saw one, but you're you're saying you have two. Micah and and Pete were eating cookies at the end. Yes. Right, this is my new favorite episode. McPherson was my favorite episode after last time. This is now my favorite episode. I think it was great. I think it was packed full of stuff. It was world oh, building. Yeah. We have HD Wells. It is definitely on the top. So one of 13 episodes right now. Most about yeah, it was Pete? really good. I So much going on. What about Pete? He was really funny in the episode, though, because the thing is, he's like, oh, <gasps> Ah, there's a rat. Oh, I yeah. Oh, that was funny. Oh, no, that's not artifact. But it was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> five hours ago, I would have been screaming like a little girl. Like a little girl. I, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, my God. I was, I was on the floor when he showed the rat. I kind of wanted him to point it and see where the rat was. That's not the only episode we see that in, right? No, this is the second time, actually. Second we time we've seen it. So I believe it was in the pilot episode. It, no, it was in the Claudia episode because they oh, had okay. to find out well, yeah, where he had came lips. and stole Artie. Yeah. yeah. yeah he read lips. Yep. Yeah. I kind of want him to like follow where it was five hours ago because then he could find the rat. And I want him to <laughs> So he could find where the rat went? Yes, I want him to do that. It would be fun. The rat, <laughs> if we just talk about how cute the rat was. No. The rat was so fat and chubby. It was a big rat. It was was a very big rat. I mean, it was a warehouse rat, so, Mm -hmm. you know. Not a ferret. It apples, maybe. I don't know. Not a ferret. It wasn't a ferret. Artie must have left his apple somewhere because... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, Bear, I'm going to ask you a question that I often ask your mom. Do you want to hear the IMDB or the Amazon description of the next episode? They're basically the same. Pick one. IMDb or Amazon? What's the first one? <laughs> IMDb. You want IMDb? Okay, we'll go with that. So okay. the next episode that we're going to cover next week, which will incidentally be the last Artie's Attic of 2023 because I'm going to take a hiatus for the rest of the year. The episode is titled Mild Mannered. And here's the IMDb description. Micah and Pete go to Detroit. After a seemingly invulnerable vigilante begins using extraordinary means to thwart criminals. Meanwhile, the rest of the team tries to get past recent events while improving conditions at the warehouse. By changing passwords and things, you think? Uh, read, read the Amazon one. Now we'll get, you just wait for no, next no, time. Got to wait for it. Mild mannered. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember which yeah, maybe, one it was. Maybe they'll be uh, changing passwords and putting in a better security system and finally getting that new umbilicus. Yeah, you know, got to get the new umbilicus. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because in the next episode, it's all fixed. So maybe, maybe they have bots in the warehouse. I mean, when you have a janitor like SP, who's a rocket scientist, you're going to get something really fast. <laughs> it's going to go really fast. Kayla's <laughs> going to be on the next one, right? Kayla's, yeah, Michaela's going to be on the next one. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Barry, you're welcome to come back at any time, but it sounds because like... I will. I will. Okay, good, good. Right now, only two of you can be in the room because your dad's That's all mixer. I can handle. That's all I can handle. <laughs> well, there's a technical limitation too, but there we go. All right, so did we receive any feedback? I just I saw so. Mike retweeting our uh, our podcast. He did that on Twitter. Thank you very much, Mike. So if anybody wants to get Shannon some feedback, you can always email us, warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. That's warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. Or you can find them on the 10 at Sci-Fi Girl. That's Shannon's <laughs> handle over there on the 10. Sci-fi yeah, formerly known as Twitter. Yes. I'm just going to call it Twitter. And Ocean363 is Carolyn. Yes. On the, on the app. On the 10. And the on best the place. Formerly known as Twitter. The best place to get a hold of me would be on my Discord server that I have with the Gonna Geek Network. That's gunnageek.com slash Discord. All right. Any last words, Bear? I like the rat. The fat. Do you have a name for the rat? His name. Is it going to be Timmy another, Bob? Is it going to be another bread? Timmy Bob. Timmy Bob. Timmy, Timmy Bob. Bob. All right. I bought her a giraffe one time from the zoo and she named it Bread. I'm like, why? She goes, because it, it looks like, like a loaf of bread. bread. <laughs> Any last right. words, James? Bear, thank you very much for joining us this week. Timmy Bob. Yeah. That's his name. Timmy Bob. Timmy Bob. Okay. All right. It was nice to have you, Bear. Yay. <laughs> All right. He's happy. We'll see everybody next time. Bye. 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 I have cookie stuck in my head. C is for cookie. It's earworm. Stuck in my head. Stop feeding Timmy Bob. Thanks for joining us for an episode of the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast. You can find all our episodes at warehouse13fancast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on our email at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. You can hear more of this cast and other shows like it by checking out lonewolfpodcasts.com. The intro music is Sci-Fi Hybrid Intro by Soundmake, and the outro music is Science Fiction by tunes to go Both were purchased on Pond5.com. You know what I'm most scared for on this? Either I'm going to say, uh, or when I hear my voice. You're going to say, uh, and I never listen to the podcast. I have to, I'm going to sit here through it. I have to sit here through and listen to my own voice. I've never listened to my own podcast. Well, I'm sorry, but I have to. I have to, too. You know why? Because you you edit it. That's right. Are you the one that sent packages? I have sent that. He's the one that sent the fly swatter. <laughs> Thank you. I murdered the bug. I murdered a bug with it on the first day she gave one to On me. the first day. Do you know what kind of a bug it was? A fly. Okay. A beautiful, a fly. beautiful fat fly.
Did it make a big splat? No. No, it just died. Aww. Did you have to clean off the swatter? Oh. Disappointing. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. She has her own. I gave her one of the two. She has her own. <laughs> All right. I ain't cleaning it. No, it, it didn't get clean. It didn't have anything on it. Speaking of packages, someone sent me a package. I didn't know what it was when it came yesterday. I was like, I didn't order anything. He does that a lot. He does. It's like, I didn't order anything. What the heck is this? So the first thing I ordered with opened was this thing. I'm like, the heck? What's that for? Uh, And then I opened the other thing. Mm. See that? Well, you have tuning forks. (laughs) It's tuning forks. And I was like, well, now I know who that's from. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the characters' names? Yeah, I remember Lena because I... (laughs) Tell him what I said when Lena... I don't remember what Lena... What what joke? Well... (laughs) Whenever she discovered that it was Lena instead of... (laughs) Claudia, Claudia? She, Sean was in was in here, and we were sitting on the couch. She goes, <laughs> "Lena, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> that's my kid. That's my kid. That's I knew it. Kid. She knew it was her. I knew it wasn't Claudia. Claudia would never do anything like that. Claudia's too innocent. She's like me. She's too innocent. You're not too innocent. Case example right here." Uh, where'd you go? Patience, Padawan. I have stuff I gotta do. I don't care. Yeah, you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't say, where'd you go? Well, I did. Wondered where you went. I wasn't even in yet. I was just trying to... I know. Trying to get the stuff ready. Mm. Gosh, you all are so impatient. It's not just you. Everybody. Everybody is just so impatient. It's like, where are you? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? It's like, yeah, I've got stuff I gotta do. I gotta make sure that the recording well, is set. You know, I've gotta put the background my- on. I've gotta do ton of stuff. And I'll let you in. Maybe I won't let you in next time. Maybe I'll just be behind <laughs> the scene. You'd be like, hey! Hey, SP, let me in! Let me in! <laughs> Guys, let me in! <laughs> You feel better? No, I don't. <laughs> Y'all need to settle down. No, can't make me. Then I won't let you in next time. I'll I <laughs> get all the stuff I'm done. You'd be like, "Where's this be? Where, where is he? Yeah. Where is he? I'm right here. I'm doing stuff. I got producer crap I got to do." Jeez, cranky janitor. Yes. <laughs> all the damn. <laughs> Stuff from the explosions I got to pick up. I mean, jeez. Crime scene with an explosion, it doesn't just take care of itself. The Kirby vacuum doesn't do it. Well, you know, we need to get that umbilicus fixed because we do. I don't want to do those steps. And also, I got to go get my cup of water. So see, after all that, I'm still not ready. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> 